There's an uh oh. This is the first time it, uh, the our uh, it's football. time for Cats Talk Wednesday. Small town and big city joined forces. Benny Hardy of Lynch, Kentucky, and Terry Brown of Louisville, Kentucky, team up to give you free flowing, laid back sports talk. Focus on Kentucky Wildcats as well as pertinent information in the NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball. And here we are again, another episode, Cast Talk Wednesday, on Anchor and wherever you get your podcast. And as Ben Sutter from BS3 Network so eloquently stated, we, we're on Roku now, and he, he got us a nice fancy intro. People can watch us and listen to his TV. What's happening, man? Nothing much, man. Staying, staying as warm as I can here in America's heartland, so uh, uh, doing good uh, with that. So no complaints, man. That's good. That's good. Cause who I'm, I'm, I'm praying for spring for y'all up there. Cause <laughs> well, it, it's it's not bad yet. It, it gets it's the end of January into February where it really dips. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. Uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed here because it'll get to minus thirty uh, wind chill and 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 that that that's no joke. That's the thing. I always used to laugh. You know the. Uh, uh, Midwest folks will say, "Oh, it's not. It's not the temperature. It's the wind." I say that sounds crazy, but no, it's the wind. When the when the wind is twenty to thirty miles an hour, and the temperature is low, the wind. See, I'm doing my Al Roker here talking about uh, temperature, but is that wind hits you different? You know, uh, when you're down in the south. I mean, you know, Atlanta, uh, uh, going down to uh, Memphis, where our people's from, where that that humidity hits you. Mm-hmm. And, and and like you step outside and it just smack you in the face, mm-hmm. like you go from air to to to, you can just feel it. You can feel it on you. That's the way the cold is, man. It gets down to your bones. But that being said, still got a roof over the head, so we're doing good. That's it. And everybody up there just they're just used to it. They just built for it. They just they just trudge on all the natives, the locals. Oh yeah. That. Yeah, you know, we got five to six inches of snow right around the Citrus Bowl, if you remember my infamous video of me out in the snow. And nothing stopped, man. Nothing stopped. You know, hey, you got to keep you got to keep going. It reminds me of one of my roommates when I was at UK was from Buffalo, New York. And I don't know if you remember, we got that two feet of snow, I think, in 98, maybe Uh spring of 98. We got that two feet. Everything was shut down. And uh we saw on the news, it said uh, the Euclid Kroger, they had beer that came in. You know, okay. they had a beer run. He said, well, let's go let's go run. I said, we talked about, man, it's two feet of snow. He said, this ain't nothing. And we dug out his little Saturn. It was nothing but us but snow plows. And he's just like this here. He said, man, up in Buffalo, if we stopped for two feet of snow, we wouldn't do nothing for four or five months out of the year. He said, a real snow is where you got to go out the top floor of your second story house and get out. You know, those things we see on social media. Oh, TB froze. That's ridiculous. Oh, we get TB back in here. Um, it's a little Wi-Fi connection there. Yeah, we get TB back. Hang on, let's see. Yeah, y'all bear with us. If the Wi-Fi is tripping a little bit. Get TV back in here. Talking about how cold it is up our way. We got a fun show for y'all. 
we're going to get to the Cats, as we always do. We get to those MFL playoffs. We got a guest, as you see on the scroll, Kevin McGuffey is going to be here. Uh, and he's from WLEX in Lexington. Let's try to get TB back in here. Oh, yeah, he'll be back here in just a second. So, yeah, y'all bear with us. I don't know if it's the Wi-Fi or, or the bad weather or, or what it is, but we'll we'll get all that lined out. We originally had Keith Madison scheduled for right about right now, as soon as the show started, a uh, former baseball coach for the University of Kentucky, but uh, he had an issue with his internet, had some work done in his house, and they cut it. So Coach Madison is going to reschedule with us another time. Got TB back in here as well. I, I, I wore this for uh, wow. Madison. I was ready to go, baby. I got, I was ready. <laughs> and you know, yeah, if you remember, man, he would have been proud. You got, yeah, you got the, yeah. yeah put, put, put me in, coach. I'm ready to watch three <laughs> balls go by. You know, <laughs> I ain't swinging at nothing. <laughs> and if you remember last time, last time he was on, he kind of, I don't know, took us to task. But he, he said, look, man, y'all get, get me on, talk about something other than baseball. Because, you know, we all hit him with all our baseball stuff. Because, you know, he he was UK's baseball coach for 30 years. But he was like, look, we have me on, talk about some other stuff. So let's go have him on and talk basketball, talk Citrus Bowl, and talk whatever. And we'll do that again. when. Uh, but we all know how it is when you get work done at your house and, and stuff goes on and you know, they accidentally done messed up his Wi-Fi and his internet and that's, you know, that whole kind of hassle stuff. So it's, you know, completely understandable. We'll get Coach back on some other time for sure. Absolutely. And we're going to get to Kentucky as always, but this is, as long as we've been doing this show, this is going to be a first. So I just had to, I had to come, you know, with the, and you, you bring the Rice jerseys. We've seen, we've seen your Jerry Rice collection. So I came with, you know, my stars, my America's team stuff, because the, the Niners come to Arlington, Texas this weekend for, for the playoffs. Um, the the six-seed Niners against the three-seed Cowboys, and it's the first playoff game since we've known each other. Because, like you said, back to the NFC title game back in 94, the last time they met in the postseason. So, you know, we uh, – it's the, it's the first time – that uh, in the NFL playoff history, the two teams with five Super Bowls apiece are meeting in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I don't care what intriguing matchups are across the rest of the playoffs. This is what it's about. This is what it's about. I have seen uh, uh, fans on both sides hype this up. Like you young kids don't know, this used to be the jam. And see, you know, I was good to go uh, for Coach Madison, but you know, Jr. is never far <laughs> from my mind. From my mind. So, uh, but yeah, I, I looked it up. Uh, I think I talked about this on uh, the spaces that we did uh, in the playoffs. Cowboys have the edge, five games to two. They're, they've got five wins, the 49ers two. Now, the two, one was 40 years ago with the catch to Dwight Clark. Uh-huh. Uh, 40 years ago, I believe, on Monday, if I'm not mistaken. And then, of course, winning in uh, in the 95 playoffs on the way to the Super Bowl. So, basically, 
this is huge because if the Niners beat the Cowboys, they generally go on to win the Super Bowl. So, uh, so we'll we'll see. We'll see. This this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting um, because your Cowboys are at home. They're favored. They've better record. They won uh, the mediocre NFC East, but they won it. It you know, there's no fine print on winning it. Uh, so the pressure's on the Cowboys. It's like, you know, when my Lakers played your Rockets on the way to the uh, the Lakers championship, uh, you know, the pressure's on you guys. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I honestly don't know what to expect. Um, and I even crunched a few numbers. We'll get into them in a little bit. And, I mean, I didn't get deep, deep analytics, but pulled up some little stuff because – I don't know how it's going to go, uh, <laughs> you know, because, you know, the Cowboys have been here before hosting the playoff game and in good position and let a team come in and spoil it. You know, the Eli's Giants, the wildcard Giants came in and and rained on the parade that one year on their way to a Super Bowl, you know, the nine and seven and you know, Dallas, Dallas is 13 and three and, and gave gave up a. The L to Eli and them. So we've seen this before. You know, Tony Romo, a couple good years he had, and they they weren't able to, you know, uh, cash in on it. So uh, it's definitely gonna be fun. Sunday at four thirty. You know, it's it's gonna gonna be like it used to be back in the day when that one rolls around. It it should should have been on Fox. It should be on Fox with uh, uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Uh, yeah. Is taking it back to that old school, uh, that old school flavor. But I don't know what to expect. You know, the Cowboys have looked good. My Niners have not looked great, although on Sunday they they did. Uh, I don't know if you watched that game or saw highlights. Uh, the Rams Stadium, mostly 49ers fans. Uh, Matthew Stafford after the game basically said they had communication issues on third down. How are you going to do that when you at home? How are you going to do And I follow a lot of 49ers fans that were talking all week. Oh, yeah, I'm going to L.A. for this game. So uh, so at six straight games against uh, the Rams that they've won, and the Rams have added all these dudes, Matthew Stafford, they got Aaron Donald, they brought in Vaughn Miller, they brought in uh, Odell Beckham Jr., they got Cooper Cup, and the, the 49ers are in their heads, dude. The, the 49ers are in – their heads. Uh, out for full disclosure, I watched the game. Niners got down seventeen nothing. Uh, Joey J- Joey G- Jimmy G's thumb was, you know, a couple of those passes. I was like, oh, this 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 garbage. Uh, me and the misses are watching the Fast and Furious series all in numerical order. So we watched a little bit of five. I checked my phone. I was like, oh, it's uh it's seventeen all. So I got back on it. Uh, the 49ers driving, uh, Jimmy G throws the interception, and the, the the Rams come down to score with a minute and change left. And I'm like, oh, this, this, damn it, you know. And then uh, they just get it done. And then in in uh, in in overtime, so I, I think I've been very uh, open in my criticism of Jimmy Garoppolo. I've told you when they were on there two years ago on the way to the Super Bowl, I don't know if he's that dude. And in the Super Bowl, he threw that interception with his eyes closed. And I'm like, I don't know if this guy is the dude. Right. Because 
you know, I know, even when you have a quarterback that's quote unquote um, a game manager, your quarterback's got three or four plays he's got to make. And that's the difference between a very a good quarterback and a great quarterback is even if you you're a great quarterback, even if you're not having a great game, you can still make those throws. Uh, I think uh, when the Colts won their uh, Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, he wasn't great, but he made those throws to get it done last year. Tom Brady was, you know, fair to Midland. Up into the Super Bowl in the playoffs, but he made enough of those plays where they could win. So the question comes down to, I think, looking at the 49ers and the Cowboys, which quarterback is going to make more of those plays? Is it Dak or is it going to be Jimmy Garoppolo? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the question. I think the the defenses are pretty stout on on both sides. I don't know too much about the the Cowboys, but. Uh, I know that they've got that, uh, you know, the dude that led the league in interceptions. Yo, Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> I have a feeling he's going to be on Debo, uh, kind of shadowing him for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do the do the uh, your Cowboys have an answer for, for Kittle? I, you know, um, I know that uh, uh, Zeke going to run the ball. I know Dak is good. Y'all got some weapons. So uh, kind of like the, the Wildcats. It's the back end of the 49ers defense that's been suspect most of the year. The front seven, uh, Bosa got 16 sacks uh, this year. The, the, the Armstead got a bunch of sacks on, uh, on uh, the Rams on Sunday. So, uh, again, I don't know. I, I'm not going into this game talking any noise because I don't know. It just <laughs> It's taken me back to my childhood when the de facto winner of that game won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I just pulled up the – just the basic stats, points per game, Dallas 31.2, San Francisco 25.1. Um, rushing yards per game, it's like the Niners are seventh in the league, 127.4, Dallas 124.6. Passing, Cowboys 282.4 to 248.3 for the Niners. Uh, pass defense, the Niners only give it up 206. Point five yards a game, sixth in the league. Dallas is down. As good as Diggs is, he, he gives up a lot of yards. You can you can get him on some stuff. Dallas is giving up 238 yards a game. Uh, Russian defense, Niners, 103.5 to 112.8 for Dallas. And scoring defense, points allowed, both of them about even. 21.1 for the Cowboys, 21.5 for the Niners. Um, the, like... Like I said, Diggs on Debo, um, and you Dallas has given up some 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 running yards. You can run on them, so that's you know um, Shanahan might try to lean on that and not have Jimmy G trying to you know test out Diggs and stuff like that because Diggs has got the most picks. You mentioned the catch, the forty year anniversary of that. Diggs has got the most picks since Everson Walls. Who was covering, trying to cover Dwight Clark on the catch? But that's you had to go way back to when I first started watching the Cowboys with Pops, and as you know, Everson Walls was you know getting double digit yeah. interceptions back then, and Diggs is the first guy to do that since Everson did. So that's you know that's you had to go back a ways to see somebody do what Trayvon Diggs has done, right? And, and again, 
this is for the young folks that think the the NFL started with Tom Brady. You know, when you and I were growing up, I mean, you know, seriously, think about it. You know, when did Dallas win their first Super Bowl? 70 with Bob Lilly, 70. They be, it was the, the year before the Dolphins, 71. The year before the Dolphins went 17 0. So between 71 and 95, that's what 25 years, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 10 titles between the two of them. And I think yeah. Dallas lost two during that stretch. Anyway, that is pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a there's a reason that those two teams are elite. You and I have talked about it before because uh, we're old people and we like to think about, you know, when we were when we were coming up. But that was, you know, through the 80s and 90s, uh, even when Dallas dipped before Jimmy Johnson, Dallas was still, you know, pretty, pretty darn important. So, uh, again, I'm not confident either way. I don't know who's favored. I would assume Dallas uh, is, is favored at home, but mm-hmm. I could see this going anyway. It's going to be nerve-wracking. Because uh, as I said uh, to the misses during the when the Niners got down seventeen nothing, sports is dumb. Yeah, and it's it's really dumb to watch a bunch of strangers run around and hit each other and let that affect your emotional well being. It's dumb on its face. It really is. But here I am watching and rooting and rooting it on my. But inherently, sports is dumb. But I will participate in the dumbness of the sports. That's it. And Dallas lost three Super Bowls. They lost to the Colts, Baltimore, and then they lost two to the Steelers. So, yeah, they went to eight in okay. that game. Yeah, so I forget. Because they beat they beat Miami, and then the next year Miami has their perfect season, and, you know, they still pop their champagne about it. And then – Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess it was they lost two of them to Don Shula because Shula was with the Colts when they lost – and then lost to him with the Dolphins. So yeah, Tom Don Shula was getting Tom Landry in a couple Super Bowls way back then. But it's gonna be fun. It's just it's good to have it back because it's been it's like I said, both it's been a dip. Your team is still at least went to a couple Super Bowls since the heyday of the nineties. Um, but now to get it back, both of them on the playoff stage, it's it's good to see. I, and I want you to experience uh, your team going to the Super Bowl as an adult. Not this year. <laughs> Not this year. But, you know, well, and the yeah. thing is, you, you take that stuff for granted. You know, because yeah. 95 rolls around, and then you guys win in 96 the next year, Super Bowl mm-hmm. 30, and you kind of think, oh, this is going to keep going. Well, then, you know, Aikman is gone, and Irvin, and, and Emmett, and then, you know, uh, um, yeah. Steve Young retires, Jerry moves on, and you just mm-hmm. it's hard to keep that kind of thing going. So um, yeah, we'll def- we'll definitely see. Yes, we sure will. We sure will. So yeah, and back in you know, 95, that was everything was hitting. You know, the Cowboys won, you know, the Braves won, and you mentioned seeing it as an adult, the Braves just won. In October, for the first time since '95, and you know you got 25. Whoa! As kids growing up, that was you got no content. Yeah, and they were you know I listened to uh, it was sport uh, 680 the fan the 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 next day after the Braves won the World Series just to get the coverage, just to get what was what it felt like in Atlanta. I wasn't there, but just let me hear what the callers are saying. Let me hear what the, <laughs> the guys on the radio are saying. Who's out and about in town? What's what's everybody doing? And people calling in. 
you know, younger than we were, you know, we were seniors in high school, 18. I was seven years old in 95. I barely remember, you know, so they, this is really their first one that they can remember. So I, I get it. We had a lot of that. If you saw this on social media with Tubby Smith getting honored, uh, uh, you know, high point uh, coming to town on Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these young kids, you know, Tubby's their first coach. Yeah. You know, and it's not the 98 Tubby. It's the 04, 05, 06, you know, that. And you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, because I literally have clothes older than you. You know, I got that. <laughs> I got that 96 championship tee that I showed me and Tony Dell. You know, I got I got that. So. Uh, but when Amarillo, a little baby picture, I heard was a toddler with Tubby. Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, <laughs> he's like four years old with Tubby. Exactly, exactly. It you know, with, when by the time Tubby rolled around, that was my first. Either was it my first junior year, or my second sophomore year? I get a little fuzzy on the math, but <laughs> I think it was like year three or four of me being in Lexington. So uh, you, you have to appreciate that stuff because like we talk about with, with, with teams that aren't quite what they used to be, that stuff isn't guaranteed. No. And you, it, you really have to have people uh, to, to keep the team competitive, whether it's pro or college. You know, uh, you know I, I think also you look back, yeah, your Braves just got that one in the 90s, but they were in it every year. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly – that in itself is an achievement because pro sports, especially it's geared up toward breaking that up. Mm-hmm. So people, people go get signed big contracts somewhere else or coaches leave and it just, it, you build it and then it, you know, not as in the Marlins do it to an extreme degree, but it, it variations of it happens to every single team. Yeah. There's no super duper dynasties anymore. Like, like it used to be. You, you, you look at you look at uh, uh, Alvin Harper, who that dude was a number two. Yep. But get that Super Bowl bling, thinking go to Tampa Bay, and yep. you realize a dude's just a number two. <laughs> you know, and like I don't fault him. I, I get it. Somebody's going to offer you more money. I, I I get that. But at the same token, you've got to kind of understand. Okay, what's my next biggest? What what? How do I fit into this? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I understand you got your ego in there, but you have to understand, am I a role player or am I a star? Right. right? And you've got to accept that. Uh, when you look at like Robert Ory, that dude just said, look, I ain't going to do much of anything, but the playoffs, I'm going to be ready. Mm-hmm. And, and and you can do that, right? You can. I'm not Shaq and Kobe. I'm not uh, the dream. I'm just going to mm-hmm. hit some shots, you know, I'm not Tim Duncan in San Antonio, uh, but but what happens is you get that championship run, and you know it just egos become a thing, you know that excess uh, when you win a championship. Plus, uh, and you see this a lot more in basketball, the NBA. If you win an NBA championship, that's you know two three more months with the same people. Yeah. And and that's where that friction, you know, that, that friction comes in. So that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff is hard. Uh, I just saw a little factoid that didn't hit me. North American sports. Uh, my Lakers are the last three people. 
Because that stuff, it it's hard. It it really is uh, hard to do. So anyway, when it comes to the NFL playoffs, I don't I don't know who's going to win. I, I is it Green Bay? I look. Let me tell you something. I ruffled a lot of Green Bay fans' feathers with this because they're all happy they got the number one seed and the championship goes through Lambeau. That ain't what it used to be. Michael Vick took the mystique off Lambeau Field. And then Eli Manning won there in the playoffs. And then somebody else won there. Tom Brady last year. Yeah, but you know who else beat him at the playoffs? Oh, uh, (laughs) yeah. Colin Kaepernick. So all this talk, Aaron Rodgers, blah, 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 blah. He's 0-3 against the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs. Uh 0-3. Two times to Colin Kaepernick. The one time in San Francisco is when Colin Kaepernick set the record for rushing yards for a quarterback and just put him on the highlight reel. Uh, The second one was a little bit closer in Green Bay. And then the third one was a couple years ago where the starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, threw the ball eight times. And so I just said, simply, as a matter of fact, the Packers are 0-3 against the 49ers in the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. And then the Green Bay fans, well, the Niners haven't won a Super Bowl since Friends was on the air. That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Both things can be true at the same time. True. <laughs> <laughs> I, can also, I can say you're 0-3. And my point is this. They did this big thing because uh, Aaron Rodgers caught the touchdown record of Brett Favre or whatever. Uh, that's a lot of Hall of Fame quarterback for just two Super Bowl victories. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> for 30 years, they've had Hall of Fame quarterback play in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. For 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a combined almost 900 touchdowns between them. Two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl losses. All I'm saying is when my 49ers had 20 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, 5-0 in Super Bowls. Uh And 5-0, and neither one of those quarterbacks threw an interception in the Super Bowl. All I'm saying is Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Dallas has had Hall of Fame quarterbacks, uh, and, and, and they've won. They've, they've won five total with those Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So yeah. all I'm saying is, okay, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers, that ain't that is not a scary proposition, fam. It, it just isn't anymore. <laughs> uh, and Bomani Jones had this point. The thing about Green Bay is they want to let Aaron Rodgers do everything. Great. Playing in the in January in Green Bay. That's not made for that's not made for throwing. Mm-hmm. Like he likes to throw it. The yeah. ball gets harder, it doesn't move through the air like it should, and you see that in those games where Green Bay has lost at home. Mm-hmm. Teams have come in and run on them. Michael Vick ran on them with the Falcons. Eli Manning had uh was it Tiki? Tiki, that's the barber he had ran yeah. on him. Yeah. You know, my Niners ran on them. Last mm-hmm. year, Leonard Fournette ran on them. Uh, 
going to Green Bay, it's not like the Ice Bowl years right. of, years and years ago. Everybody's just why you gotta bring that up? I don't. I, I wasn't born. But why you gotta bring that up? See. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I, I just, I'm I'm not a fan of Green Bay. I'm just gonna put it like that. Like mm-hmm. I, I messed with you about Dallas. I respect Dallas. I do. I got no respect for Green Bay. Mm. Because you know, we'll, we can move on to something else. When it comes to Green Bay, every offseason, every NFL offseason of my adult life has been spent on whether or not the Green Bay quarterback is going to play quarterback for Green Bay the next year. Every single offseason has been Ed Werder chasing planes in Mississippi. It's been watching the Green Bay quarterback. He's on Jeopardy. He's on this commercial. Come on, man. So I don't that's know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So you know, can't can't disagree with with none of that. And we'll get back to some some more NFL with with Kevin McGuffey. We'll talk some Kentucky football with him. Uh, he quote tweeted our tweet about coming on the show because he said all three of our teams are in the playoffs because he's a Bengals fan. So um, trying to they're trying to break a drought, trying to get their first playoff win. Since back when the Niners and Cowboys used to play on the regular, since they's trying to get their first playoff win since like ninety one, they're they're trying to get their first playoff win since they made an appearance in Super Bowl twenty three, and when the Bengals made it to Super Bowl twenty three, they played the San Francisco 49ers and lost twenty to sixteen. Now in Super Bowl twenty three, I don't know if you're aware of this, Jerry Rice was the MVP of Super Bowl twenty three. He had eleven catches for two hundred fifteen yards and one touchdown. So it, it, it's been a while. But let me tell you something. I think I've made this point how I became a 49ers fan. Rice fan first, came 49ers fan. Super Bowl 23 in middle school, everybody was a Bengals fan. Yeah, yeah. Not a whole lead up. Yep. Everybody was a Bengals fan. That's where we live. Yep. Right. And yeah, living, growing up in Louisville, everybody was a Bengals fan. And the icky shuffle. And they were cool and blah, 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 and San Francisco, blah, blah, blah. And what are you doing root for San Francisco, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, bet. And then that Monday, <laughs> I believe I might have got detention because I was, I was talking that talk, talking that talk about the 49ers beating the Bengals. And they ain't done nothing since. So yeah, that's true. good for them making the playoffs, but yeah, and and and, th- and, and look, I, we've talked about this before. You're a Cowboys fan. How many uh, NFC Championship division titles do, do the Cowboys have? Do you know? Division or NFC East? Yeah, mm-hmm. division titles. A bunch. That that's my whole thing with the not like I don't know. We count Super Bowls. We're not counting AFC North Championship. Like I don't know. Like I, I think the last you know ten years, the Clippers I think have more Pacific Division titles than the Lakers. Mm. But you know what they ain't got? <laughs> so, yeah, not one Larry O'Brien trophy. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of trophies, how about them dogs? Man, see that's I should have known. I picked them in the SEC championship game, and they lose. So I went back to okay. I'm not. Georgia's gonna have to show me. 
like you said, Alabama, you can't kill them. And I was I was wrong. You know, this time they got that Steve Young monkey off their back. Yeah, I was I was I was pleasantly surprised. The thing is this. Um when it comes to uh Georgia, good for them. That defense is otherworldly. Uh you know, uh, every question we kind of had about Alabama this whole season reared its head. They can't run the ball. And then you take out their two top receivers. Yeah. And they weren't ready for prime time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Alabama's got dudes and everywhere, but these were dudes that weren't ready for that show. When Williams went out, I was like, "Oh, that's a wrap, dude." They they got nobody to take the top off that defense. So mm-hmm. didn't um, have a Devontae Smith this time, right? To come out of, to come out of nowhere and be ready for that. So yeah. the 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 one takeaway is good for Georgia, but Alabama's going to be back. Like that's the. <laughs> You know, so what used to happen uh, in in college football and in most things was, okay, you had to gear up for that to be really, really good. But Alabama is like, they lose in the playoff, they lose in the title game. It's like, oh, okay, we'll be back. We'll run this back next year. And it's not a crazy proposition. That's right. You know, I mean, think about it. You you, you look at teams that have had runs, uh, Kentucky basketball, four Final Fours in five seasons. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's just that natural dip, uh, you know, Duke basketball in the early 90s, you know, three straight uh, title games and a dip like but Alabama don't dip. Alabama comes back. Like, you know, that's that's the whole thing is uh, since they won in what 2010. Alabama's going to come back. They're going to be all right. So, yay uh, for Georgia, uh, you know. I think people are going too far with the Stetson Bennett thing. You know, he was a walk on, you know, nobody believed him. That works. If you are, uh, that, that works. If you're like a golfer or a tennis player and I'm not throwing any shade at Stetson Bennett, but when your defense is otherworldly and you got five stars all around you, you can't play. I don't care. Like, I don't care where you came from, the nobody believed in us card. It just doesn't work. It 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 just hits me as a little little hollow. Now and again, I want to give him all the props. He was walk on and blah 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 blah. But when when you're driving a Ferrari, okay, you know he he made some plays, but that was George's defense. Danny Camille. because he was he was playing terribly. And if 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 Alabama is able to get touchdowns instead of field goals, that's a different conversation. But we love the quarterbacks, and the quarterbacks get the highlights, so it is what it is. Yeah, because Danny Cannell tweeted out Stetson Bennett is proof stars are overrated. If so, it's disregarding no. all of the talent around. <laughs> so stars are not overrated. That Nicobe <laughs> Dean, yeah, stars are not overrated. No. Yeah. And why did Georgia and Alabama have more than everybody else? If if that, if it if it didn't matter, why is Kirby out there recruiting at this level? If it don't matter, look, man, look, you, I get it. Everybody likes an underdog story. It makes you feel good, and you know you can overcome. No, you can't. No, you can't. I mean that. I I understand people that say you know rankings 
year in, year out, they try to say it doesn't matter. You know, if you got a four-star or five-star, okay. But as Kentucky fans, we can see as the recruiting has gotten better, the -the on-the-field product has gotten better. Right, like you look at the top, you you look at the top recruiting classes. You match it up with the top twenty-five as they finish this year. Just about the same, just about the same, right? You look at teams that that, that compete year in year out: Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State. Like that's that's who's getting the talent, and that's who's winning. Yep. And you can, as, as, as a fan of a, you know, not an Alabama, not a Georgia fan, they're just playing a different breed of football than everybody else. That's the difference. No. That, you know, uh, and, it, and it shows up that the best of the SEC is better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. No. With Georgia winning since Tennessee won in 98, that's now six different. SEC teams that have won nope. in the last 25 years. It's crazy. So I, I you may you may not say the SEC is top to bottom the best. I'm just gonna say, well, you know, if you win the SEC, you're probably gonna win the 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 championship or at least play for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just six different winners, you know, and you can say it's just Alabama, you know. Early when we were in school and they started all this stuff, it was Tennessee and Florida that were the cream of the crop. Nope. That's when Alabama had was was you know in that post Gene Stallings uh, uh, downturn. So, uh, but it, it was a good game. Auburn had an undefeated season and couldn't even play for a title with Jason Campbell that year. They were on probation, so you you know they. Probably yeah. won a title as well, but they weren't. You know, they were yeah. in trouble. And you know, yeah, that <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and you know, and uh, yeah, Auburn, yeah, Auburn has lost. Alabama has lost, uh, and I think Georgia losing to Alabama mm-hmm. uh, as a runner-up. But LSU it was a good game. LSU lost one Alabama too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that and that's the thing too is when you look at the CFP, the the playoff records. Most of the SEC losses to the other SEC teams. So friendly fire, conference on conference crime. But I like um like you said, good for Georgia. And it didn't matter to me who won because I'm because I'm I was kind of glad it's for the SEC. But to your point, um L Duncan from you know Sports Center, you know, she's been on with Bomani a couple of times, but she is Georgia through and through, straight up Atlanta all the way. And she was on fine bomb and she was she was saying it, it was sickening to see the Alabama fans there saying, Where's the championship game gonna be at next year? Oh, LA. Okay, I'll go ahead and book my my flight and get my room and make my plans. Cause they know they're gonna be there. So that's, what, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Like, okay, we lost. It's it's rough, and Nick Saban like got to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Like that's just that I don't like. I can't process how that is. Yeah, you know, our friend, uh, Meredith Hornsby, our, our friend who's been on this show, uh, she she tweeted out, "I'd rather lose every game in the regular season than to lose one game in the national championship. This sucks." So it's 
they kind of feeling it right now. <laughs> and she's they're in their feelings. She's objective. She's the one that knows. I tell my kids it's not always going to be like this. She's right. she's one of the objective ones. <laughs> right. And 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 I get that in a one game playoff, and you know it's. I, I think I've told you before that with the Niners losing. There you are. There you are. Oh, can you? Okay. I don't know what's going on uh, with the internet here. It's probably cold, cold weather. <laughs> uh, both ways. Yeah. It's just tripping. But yeah, I got you now. You're back. So, it, you know, yay for Georgia. Uh, the defending champs will be at uh, Kroger Field in the fall. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, when we get to that point, I think it's going to be another situation where it's like you can talk yourself into nine or ten Kentucky wins. Yeah, especially yeah. with with Levis coming back and Rodriguez coming back and and uh, guys on the defensive side of the ball coming back. There's going to be some consistency there. So uh, yeah. I know we'll talk about uh, talk about all that uh, a little bit later. Yeah, you're getting one with Kevin, but yeah, we've got some. Some of the returns were expected. Some were surprised, but it's. And when you get those that come back, it's just like that's just that's like an, another recruit, you know, addition by yeah, yeah. You know, oh, we thought he was going. No, he's coming back. Okay, yeah. So it's it's uh, and you, like you mentioned, already recruiting the the best according to the rankings and those that really keep up with it, the, the best class, I think top ten. I mean, who? 30, when we'd be like, okay, we got a top 30 class. All right. Top 30. It used to be 60, you know. <laughs> and now right. in, so it's it's still I we're still wrapping our head around it, or at least I am, just because we see, you know, everybody's mad when basketball isn't number one. Oh, we dropped to number two. But to see football make this this climb where you see Kentucky ahead of all these schools when you go to what rivals, Justin Rowland's site, yeah. click on the commitment list, click on the rank, and you and I wipe my eye. Okay. Yeah, you gotta do the and look, it's a little it's a little different, but times times are changing. You know, uh mm-hmm. we talked about this on the spaces. Like, what would you give this season uh for Kentucky football? I said A, because it's a 10-win season. And I'm still of the age. I ain't used to that yet. So, you know, uh, uh, most people say, well, you know how they played against, you know, taking Georgia out of the equation, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's a different animal. But, you know, Mississippi State and Tennessee, you know, there's only about five teams a year that don't have a a head-scratching loss on the resume. You yeah. know, and even uh, Alabama, you're like, how did Alabama lose to Texas A&M, right? Mm-hmm. How did this Georgia team look pedestrian in the SEC championship, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, how did, uh, you know, Michigan lost to Michigan State? Yeah. You know, uh, Iowa lost to somebody. But everybody's got those on their resume. That's Purdue and 
Yeah, it will, that's where Purdue was just knocking everybody. You're, you know, Purdue against top teams are like three and zero against everybody else. They're like six and they're like zero and six or something. Yeah. That, uh-huh. That's Purdue's mo. But my my point is, you can't get hung up in one game. Most, when I say most, I mean ninety eight percent of Division One or FBS are you going to have a game where you're like, how did that even happen? Uh-huh. It happens to Alabama sometimes. You look at some of those – if you look at Alabama's non-playoff, non-championship losses, there's like an old Miss in there. There's, you know, Texas A&M a couple of times. And you're like, how'd that happen? Like, you know, old Miss with Chad Kelly and like yeah. – you know, there's some there's some head scratchers. It, 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 it just happens. So I'm not going to penalize uh, Kentucky because of, you know, Mississippi State and Tennessee. You know, I'm not I'm I'm not going to do that. But get to a ten-win uh, season, uh, I'm okay with that. That that to me, hey, we are making progress. We are moving forward, uh, and like we talked about, that's setting the groundwork for for next year. And speaking of, since we're talking about football and the Citrus Bowl and and you know Kentucky beating Iowa, what was it? A lot of buzz up there. It kind of was down here because the kid. Deuce Hogan transfers from Iowa to Kentucky after Kurt Ferentz was kind of saying all that stuff about him. He was he's a quarterback for Iowa. I think he's third string, mm-hmm. and Iowa was going to play Iowa State in the the big you know in state rivalry game. And the first string and the second string, whoever the kid can play against Kentucky was out. I think yeah, somebody Petrus else was, was out. out. Pet- yeah, yeah, Petrus was out, and his backup was out. Yeah. And they ask him about Hogan, and he says, you know, essentially, if I had to play with Deuce Hogan, I might as well have stayed in Iowa City. And he's, it was pretty much his quote to the media. He was trying to be funny or whatever. And, you know, Hogan and everybody didn't think it was funny. And so they're like, I can't play for this dude. I'm transferring to Kentucky. So was there was there a lot of buzz about that up your way a couple of days ago? Or? Well, the, the, the issue is, I think basically not everybody can tell a joke, right? Uh, I love my mom uh, to death. She can't tell a joke. Uh, She would have presentations and stuff to do and she's going through it with my dad and she would say, you know, I should put a joke in here. My dad's like, don't you, you, you just, you, you don't have that to tell a joke. Right. And so Ferent's whole demeanor not that he's a grumpy old man, but he's just kind of blah. So it's one of those situations. If another coach had said it, probably doesn't even register. Probably, you know, because uh, when it happened at the time, some people, you know, I, I saw people, you know, you, you kind of don't need to do that because how it was delivered and, and, and all this kind of stuff, it just hit wrong. And, and for that, for the, for the kid to now leave, uh, that was, you know, I, I think that's one of those that you, uh, that fans probably wishes he was able to take back. Uh-huh. So I was like, man, I saw that, or I think I saw it on Sea of Blue or something like that. I got to ask, ask Terry about that one. So yeah, he was he was just trying to trying to yeah. throw some comedy out there to the media, and and it just fell flat. And- well, you know, it's like when Cal's out here talking about the basketball bennies and th- like. Okay, like that's that's his that's his thing. Or 
you know, Steve Spurrier, when he's throwing his digs, any other coach says that about you, you're fighting. Like, you know, when he talks about you can't spell citrus without UT, Philip Fulmer's fighting any other coach that says that. You know, uh, when he calls Florida State free shoes, you, Bobby Bowden's fighting that guy, you know. But with Steve Spurrier, you just kind of go with it. You know, Steve Spurrier is talking about, you know, Kentucky's got a heck of a punter. Like, it it just it just hits different, and you know I I I wish I had the the formula for that, but you know some some people just can't do jokes, some people can't do that, and, and I think there was an attempt uh, for fans to to kind of be humorous, but it just it just didn't land. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's lesson learned for him, I guess. But yeah, and and Spurrier, man, he. You know, he's zinging your school and you're laughing. So I mean this that's just he just had that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he yeah, he he he's he had something for everybody, you know, and the the way uh they used to dog uh Tennessee back in those days, he had something for he had a little something for, for every single person. So uh again, it depends on the coach, it depends on the person. Um but it just it just didn't land. It's just not part of Ference's personality. Yeah. And, and on top of that, with his son being in charge of the offense, that was paltry. <laughs> it, it 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 really did. Like your your offspring's in charge of this. Like yeah. you know, <laughs> if the offense isn't doing its job, you know. Mm-hmm. So talk to your boy. That's right. Talk to your boy. Absolutely. So on the basketball side, we had Vanderbilt last night. Had Georgia. Saturday, since we were on last uh, first road game last night, you know, granted it was just Vanderbilt, but we have seen some years that 2011 year where they couldn't buy a win on the road. I think they're like two and six, two and seven on the road in the yeah, conference. Sure. So, and you kept thinking, well, are they going to get it together? Start out this year, you lose at you know, Notre Dame at LSU. And just can't close them out at the end. So it's good to see them put together a, a, a complete game. Well, until the last little bit where they <laughs> went on that little drought and let Vanderbilt get in it. But you're up 28 and you still win by 12, even though you didn't finish the game the way you want to. So you know Cal's going to get on them about them last four or five minutes and you got to finish it out because the road schedule is going to get tougher. You know, you're going to be at Auburn here, you're going to be at Tennessee, you're going to be at Alabama. Uh, so you got some tough road games where you want to kind of have your stuff together before you get into it. So it's good to see them handle business for the most part against Vanderbilt like they should have. You know, you're up 78 to 50 before it all just kind of, you know, fizzles a little bit. But, you know, good to see them just take control of that game like you know they can. Well, you know, you, you, you have to look at things kind of from a bird's eye view. The issue with uh, the game last night is right now with severe Wheeler being injured, and I think I saw something he's going to come back for Tennessee this weekend. Uh, he'll be back for that game. Is Kentucky really only has three guards, three you know perimeter guys that they can play mm-hmm. right now without severe Wheeler? So you've got Mintz, Washington, and Grady, mm-hmm. and. Those dudes can't play 40 minutes a game. You know, people have been upset about, uh, you know, Cal playing these bigs and blah, 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 blah. But 
he's got all three of those guys got at least 33 minutes last night. So you get up 78 to 50, and this is what Cal does. We can be upset about it, we can do whatever. He starts extending that shot clock a little bit. You know, we get some of those, uh, we get Damian Collins out there. You know, we get uh um Bryce Hopkins. Bryce Hopkins. I was man, I'm I need to write stuff down. But we get Bryce Hopkins out there and with topping, and you don't have any perimeter shooters, and it's a little rough out there. But you got to do something to steal minutes. Yep. There was there was no way to keep all three of those guys on the court for 40 minutes each. And so a lot of what we saw toward the end was just fatigue. They kind of pulled up a little bit. I think that's part of it. Uh, Vanderbilt kept fighting to their credit. Yeah. And uh, Kentucky missed a lot of easy, you know, tie tie missed the front end of a one and one, a lot of, you know, kind of layups being missed. So I get the 16. Oh, that's not how you want to end the game. Mm-hmm. But when Kentucky was on, they were on. And, yeah. and, 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 and so, uh, I, I'm not reading too much into that. I, I think with Wheeler coming back, Ty Ty has found his 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 niche, and and keep in mind with with uh, Ty Ty Washington running the point, he still has to score. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 not uh, where where Wheeler can just dish and anything he scores as a bonus. Ty Ty has to score. He was the only other guy in double figures. But, besides Oscar Shewe. So asking that young man to do that, I think was a lot. So yeah, it's 37 minutes, but that's a long, that's a, that's a hard 37 minutes yeah. on that young man. So for me, I, I'm not reading too much into that. The same way I'm not reading too much into the LSU game, uh, you know, mm-hmm. losing Wheeler a few minutes in, losing Washington, you know, with eight or nine minutes left in the game. And then you, because you've got too many people doing too many different things that they're not used to doing. So, yes. uh, I, I, and, and, and look, I know Kentucky's got some tough games on the road at Tennessee, going to Kansas, Auburn. Um, but I've been a Kentucky fan for quarter century now. And there's things I'm going to do with my time besides worry about Kentucky men's basketball in the SEC. I just, you know, there's one thing to say, hey, those are some tough games. Fair. But I don't know if Kentucky can do it. What do you what I have seen piss poor Kentucky teams run roughshod over the SEC and beat good SEC teams. I have seen that. You know, there's that stretch. Florida was really, really good in the early two to mid 2000s Yes, couldn't beat Florida, still beating everybody else. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not I'm not worried about Kentucky gonna be fine. We've got dudes. They've got dudes. We've got an Oscar who is playing incredibly uh, well. He's got to be in the national player of the year discussion uh, with what he's been able to do. And contrary to what uh, rival fans will say, it hasn't been against the that run of you know directional schools that Kentucky played. He's been doing this against Duke. Did it you know against LSU? Like he's been putting these numbers up against the the better teams that Kentucky's played. So uh, if he's able, you know, in a, in a couple of weeks to still have these numbers, SEC player of the year, uh, national player of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, the insane numbers. You know, Tata breaking John Wall's assist record 
for the single game. Yeah, with against Georgia, seventeen and seventeen. Um, and that dude, man, just just plays so much wiser than his years. Just to be a, a freshman, a true freshman, right out of high school, and just the decision making, the poise. He's calm. You know, he doesn't get rattled. He just, you know, he he plays like a seasoned vet, and he's only played a handful of games at this level. It, it he he reminds me of uh, Brandon Knight because mm-hmm. Brandon Knight hit the hit the floor. He was ready to go from from game one. I want to say they they uh, the Cats that year played in Maui or something like that, and he was solid from from the jump. I think uh, De'Aaron Fox was more athletic than th- either of those guys. But as far as command as a freshman, those would be my two, would be Ty Ty uh, and uh, uh, Brandon Knight. I know that team had the struggles. You pointed that out. But still, uh, Brandon Knight was pretty was pretty darn good out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, sure was. So, uh, good stuff. Uh, last night, uh, like you said, and you know, Oscar, man, it's just unreal. I mean, you, you can't, you feel bad when you say you kind of take it for granted. Some are just, are just, I mean, it's he just brought that lunch pail every game. Uh, last night, just you know, just whatever he wanted around the basket, little man bun dude had no chance. I mean, you know, it's yeah, the, the the little man bun dude had had no had no shot. The, uh, you know, and I love what Oscar's doing. Uh, obviously, uh, my, here's my gripe when f- folks are talking about uh, uh, you know the lineups and the echo chamber that folks kind of latch onto. Well, Cal likes to play these big lineups. I'm like, really? Okay, all right. Well, let me do my research here. So before the pandemic, I'm throwing out last year's team, right? So before the pandemic, he played Hagens, Maxi, and Quickly. That's three perimeter guys, right? Sure is. Uh, before that, it was Hagens, uh, um, uh, Keldon, and Hero, right? That seems like three perimeter guys. Okay. Uh, before that, you know, you've got uh, Briscoe, Fox, yeah. and Monk. That, Seemed no. like three perimeter guys. Before that, it was Briscoe, Eulis, uh, and uh, uh, Jamal Murray. Okay, yeah. all right. Seemed like three perimeter guys. And and I'm so I'm like, well, he always plays big. Does he really? Even going back to the John Wall team, it was Wall, Bledsoe, and uh, I want to say like Darnell Dodson. There was there was there was there was a, there was a third perimeter guy. You know, was it Liggins? So you know there there were there were perimeter guys out there, but people latch on to Kyle will play, he would play all these fives at one time if you let him. What are you talking about? <laughs> the same way, I have people tell me, well, you know, when guys start going getting hot, Cal sits them. What do you mean? When guys start scoring a lot of points, Cal sits them. So I went to BigBlueHistory.net, and I said to myself, is that true? Is it true that when a, a guy starts going, that Cal pulls him out? So I, I went, I looked up the top 10 scoring performances for guys under Cal, right? So I started off with Malik Monk. He scored 47 points against 
North Carolina, and he played 38 minutes. That doesn't seem like Cal was going away from him. Uh, next up is uh, De'Aaron Fox scored 39 against UCLA. Mm-hmm. He scored, He played 36 minutes. Uh, next up <laughs> was uh, Malik Monk scored 37 against Georgia. He played 44 minutes because that game went to overtime. I was there for that. And so basically of the top 10 scoring performances under Coach Cal, only one has played 30 minutes. That was Terrence Jones scored 35 points in 30 minutes against Auburn, partly because it was a 41-21 game at the half. Point being, Cal plays dudes that are balling. I don't understand this notion of when guys are balling out that Cal sits them. It, it, yeah. I get it. You you think you see something, but then you check the numbers. That's not accurate. Mm-hmm. Because as I recall, and I looked, those those games, if you remember when Malik was struggling a little bit toward the end of the regular season that year, he had some games that he was not getting double figures, and he didn't play that many minutes. Mm-hmm. So this notion that Cal sees somebody playing well and pulls them out of the game – I don't know where that got started, but I'm like, Malik had it going against North Carolina, and he was out there for 38 bleeping minutes. Come on, man. Like, people just get these notions, and I'm like, what are you talking about? The three-guard lineup is what Cal has done since he got here. Mm, In in 2011, it was Deron Lamb, Brandon Knight, and either Liggins – or Darius Miller, not a point guard, but Darius could handle the rock, right? Darius came in, played that three-wing lineup uh, uh, in 2012. Every year, like every year, this is what happened. You you look at 2014, the Harrison Twins and James Young. What are you talking about? <laughs> Three wings is what Cal does. And that's... I don't know. I remember as a kid, I remember hearing that about Joe B. I don't know if it's just our fan base thing. Just got to have something to to fuss about. You know, that whole you, we all know people that aren't happy unless they're griping about something. So I don't know if it's that. And you talk about being miserable all the time. Sports shouldn't be <laughs> miserable. It's, you know, that's your thing on Twitter. That's your thing on here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's if that's what it is. Uh, like you said, you just find something and, and latch on to it and, and just make it into something that is not. But you know. well, and, it, and it's it's not just sports. It's, you know, everything was better back in my day when we were coming up as kids. Uh, you know, I, I, I've seen people, you know, uh, like Kirk Herbstreet and uh, Desmond Howard. These kids don't love football like we did. I mean, because we would go. Uh, you know, we would play football. We love playing football. Well, things are just different. Like, it doesn't have to be better or worse, but things are just different. Well, these kids today, yeah, if you can put your, if you can, you know, have this, if I had this at seven or eight years old or whatever, my world would be so much different. I look at what my girls are doing. I'm like, oh my goodness. The same way my parents looked at me. I I don't want to become crotchety old man and talk about, well, you know, back in my day, like, 
the world changes. It just does. It. I don't know. I need to. There, there weren't people. To. If if you surveyed and polled the guys that Herbie and and Desmond played with, every single dude didn't love football as much as them. There were some dudes that didn't care as much back then. You know, they might not have known, but if everybody wasn't on her street and Desmond's level, there were some dudes on that Michigan team that wasn't as all in as, as go blue as Desmond want to say they were. <laughs> that's, that's the point too. If you were the quarterback for the Ohio state Buckeyes, life pretty good when you win it, which he did a lot of. And if you're at Michigan and a Heisman, Tro- Heisman trophy candidate, life pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think, and this happens more than we want to say, even with sports uh, and, and, and even, you know, pursuits that we think, you know, acting, people do stuff because they're good at it, not necessarily because they love it. Yeah. And I, I, I think that when we, we, we judge people, and that's where we kind of we, we kind of get on these athletes. You know, if I was out there, no, no. Number one, it's a business, even at the college level. And 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 number two, not everybody's out there that loves it. No. There's a there's a lot of dudes that just see football, basketball, whatever, as a means to an end. Mm-hmm. I can get my college degree if I go here. Like, and I don't fault those people. But not everybody loves everything the same. Like, you know, at your job. There's varying degrees of, of people love the company, nope. right? You know, whatever your job is, there's an aspect that you just, you know, it's not fun for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, was when you looked at the, uh, the, the Bulls in the last dance, you know, being Michael Jordan, that sounded like fun. Is, was it as much fun for Judd Bushler? <laughs> I don't know. You know, like, uh-huh. you, you know, like th- there's there's degrees to this that you have to bring the nuance to it's like that story about the dream team. The best, most decorated, most whatever basketball team of all time. Right. You know, that story where the bus stops in traffic. John Stockton gets out and walks to the arena and no one knows who he is. He's taking pictures with people that have the dream team. You remember the old cartoon shirts on it. Yeah. And he's like, that's me. Like, that's not you. <laughs> Who else could do that? Right. Uh-huh. Maybe Chris Mullen. You think Michael Jordan could get off the bus and walk and and have people not know who he is? Yeah. So, yeah. So there's a burden to that. But that's not, that seems pretty, like a pretty good deal to me. Uh-huh. You talk about how stuff is different now or you look at what. You know, your girls are doing with the phone or kids are doing with the phone. All of that, the technological advancements and the progress, it all stems back to, you know, you go back to the go back to the 50s and 60s, parents telling kids, use your imagination. Well, they did. That's why you got these video games. That's why you had, that's why you had Pong and stuff come out. <laughs> that's why you had Atari come out because people was using their creative juices. And then you got, you know, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and, you, you know, Nintendo comes out. You know, use your imagination. Well, that's what, well, you did what the grown-ups said, and now you're fussing about that, you know? Right. 
Yeah, so I I, I I try my best not to be grumpy old man. The only thing I'm grumpy old man about is the music. The music today is terrible. Oh, speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of, man, you, I text you. I don't know if you saw it or not. Yeah. Our friend yeah. had a new song, Malice and Mario, and I, uh, let me see. I got it over here on, I had it over here on the YouTube, because just for a second, Cause it's grown folks, man. They, you, we are talking about grown folks, and they can sing, and they actually came on here with us and, and chopped it up. And so I was just gonna hit it for just a minute, cause oh yeah, you know, just for everybody that listens, better get a little dose, and y'all can. complain about that right there you know? no I, you know I'm, I'm talking about that the, the, this nonsense yeah. that's out there uh oh, yeah. i saw something where basically i think it's it's like 33 34 you mid 30s that's where you become just less receptive to the new music and it, you, you go back to the the music of your 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 heyday and honestly i'm looking at my apple music and spotify most of my playlists it's 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 90 it's it's ninety seven ninety eight, uh, some you know it's it's high school and college stuff. I will jam the nineties more than anything else. So, uh, I you know well and you look at the Grammy nominees. You ever look at the Grammy nominees and it's like oh, wow. the list of people I know gets smaller and smaller every year. Uh-huh. Now I'm not saying the Grammys are de facto, you know, because as as we know, there's a lot of people with a lot of Grammys that maybe shouldn't. And there's a lot of people that didn't get any Grammys that probably should. You know? uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not knocking Taylor Swift. Maybe I am. But ain't no way she should have more Grammys than Prince and James Brown combined. That yeah. is insane. That's, that is insane. Uh-uh. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, I don't, but a lot of those names, I'm like, I don't know who this is, man. Best yeah. new artist, I don't know. R and B record of the year. Who I don't who who is this? I don't you know. It <laughs> maybe that's my that that's the only thing I'm old man about because it's like my dad. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I want to say it was a group called the Ink Blots that he loved growing up. Loved the Ink Blots, and he went to a concert with the Ink Blots. And none of the original members were there because they were all dead. They passed away because they was old. He's like, "Well, I'm through with that." And he was through. He was through with any new music. Yeah, 
I think they hit their heyday in 53 and 54. So he was through with it. You you get locked into that wherever your area is, and then you just kind of stay there. You just whatever else is happening outside of that is happening, and I just stay with stay with what I like and stay with what was my my peak, you know, my peak time. Yeah, because I because I go through on Apple Music, they got the where you can go year by year. You know, I go to the hip hop R and B year of the year, and I'll check out two thousand nine. I'm like, well, that's Drake. Who who is this? Is this a dollar sign in somebody's name? I I music ages you more than anything else because I'll be like, you uh-huh. listen to this, yeah. You know, let me go back to let me get some ninety stuff. The issue is, and I know we got we got Kevin coming up. Uh, when it comes to R, there's no R and B. Nope. There's no mainstream R and B now. Malice and Mark, like they doing their thing, but I'm talking about R and B. From the from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and even 2000s, if you want to throw in, you know, Alicia Keys and some other folks, Usher doing some different things, uh, but it kind of, it's it, it is it has just fallen out of the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Well, we'll bring our guest in right now. We who know we might circle back to music before the end. <laughs> but he is the master control supervisor at WLEX also contributes to the last word on college football all kinds of good kentucky content on there oh follow him at kevin mcguffey we have with us right now joining us on roku and anchor wherever you get your podcast kevin mcguffey himself welcome to the podcast how you doing i'm doing great guys thanks for uh thanks for having me on sorry uh apologies it took me a little while, a little while to get here but uh you know things happen so <laughs> It, it's all good. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. So, yeah. what, what kind of music were you guys talk, talking about? Just how uh, the one thing I am old man yelling at the cloud about is the music that I grew up on in the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. And I will throw on some nineties. Look, I would much rather throw on like jock jams than anything that's uh-huh. going on today. Give me, give me the jock jams, jock rock CDs. Uh, and, and take it back to that oh, versus some of the stuff that my girls listen to, because oh, there's this love, band, yeah, this band called Little Mix that is like Spice Girls 2.0. My oldest loves them, and I'm like, this is, this is the worst thing I've ever heard before in my life. But <laughs> enough about that. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my kids. I have a I have a 14 year old son. He's a freshman at Lafayette, and a uh, 11-year-old, uh, she's sixth grader at SCAPA, the School for Creative Performing Arts, and uh, we, we have XM radio, and they just, um, the, the like, whatever the, the hits, you know, whatever the, the popular music channels are, that's all they, that, that's all we listen to now, and then, you know, when, when they're out of the car, and I drop them off at school, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready, I go back to Hair Nation, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the, the 80s, uh, 80s metal, or like, you that's know, right. um, some of those channels, like, so, uh, Channel 49, I love that one, too. Like the the old school R and B stuff. So, but uh, but anyway, I know we're not we're not we could talk about I could talk about music all night with you too. But uh, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna throw something Bengals on, but I, I didn't I didn't get the chance. But uh, like I said, I had mentioned last night. You know, I, the, the amazing thing: all three of our teams actually made the playoffs this year. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but but I'll I'll say uh, to you, like I said. Well, my team has been been you know kind of holding its own here lately, so I'm glad that that the the Bengals and the and the Cowboys are uh, making some noise this year. 
Yeah. Yeah. My son's like, so what happens if the Bengals, uh, the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl and they play the uh, play the 49ers again. I'm like, we don't we don't want to talk about that. So. <laughs> That's right. Two for two. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Because, so you know, Kevin, a lot of people forget Super Bowl 23. Jerry Rice was the MVP of that game with 11 catches, 215 yards and a touchdown. A lot of people forget that. So I like to remind folks about that. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, still, I still maintain to that day, Tim, if uh, Tim Crumber, I hadn't had that injury, then, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're where he broke his leg that, you know, yeah. the Bengals might've had a chance, but you know, you know, what can you do? You know, that, that last drive, but anyway, I know bringing back painful memories, but we're, you know, <laughs> we're hoping you know, a good friend of mine is a Raiders fan. So we're like, okay, one of us is going to break the streak, you know, streak this year. Cause it can't end in the tie. So <laughs> right. yeah, somebody's got to move on. That's right. The, uh, you know, San Francisco played Cincinnati earlier in the year and San Francisco won. So maybe Cincinnati can do like Georgia if mm-hmm. they did meet in the Super Bowl and, and Cincinnati could get that revenge. Yeah. I, I was I was convinced that after that game that Cincinnati was not making the playoffs. That that two game stretch where they lost to San Diego and then turned around and lost to the 49ers went, okay, they're done. But hey, you know, it, it all it all worked out. So um I, I think they can beat the Raiders. We'll we'll see. Um and then we'll see what happens after that. But you know. But like I said, it, it's exciting. So I I've it's been since twenty fifteen for us Bengals fans. So um you know, it, it's it's been a minute or two. So, <laughs> but 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 Joe Burrow seems to be the dude. You yeah. got Burrow to chase. That's a that's a combo yeah. that uh, you know. I I know that you all have had you know uh, uh, you know Chad Johnson and Palmer and, and and some other guys, but this duo seems to be a step above. They like yeah. they look like they could be elite of the elite. For some years to come, how, how's Bengal Nation feeling about oh, those two I, guys? Absolutely, and and for everybody, um, for about five minutes, if you go back to April, you can probably find it on my Twitter timeline that I said, okay, maybe the Bengals should draft an offensive lineman, um, <laughs> but um, but you know because you know if you go back to the you go back to the preseason, remember Chase couldn't hold on to the ball, you yeah. know anything that was thrown his way, he couldn't catch it, and it was like, okay, well maybe. But now I'm like, no, 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 we're good. You know, they could draft an off they could draft an offensive lineman this year. You know, Darian Kennard, hey, how about him? You know, he'd be uh he he would be a heck of a fit there uh uh for the Bengals. And you know, what some of the mock drafts I've seen, you know, he, he's kind of been late in that first round. So, you know, Cincinnati, I think, you know, it, it obviously will depend on how, how the rest of the playoffs play out. But um, you know, he would look great in the Cincinnati uniform, just saying, you know. Wink, wink. If anybody in the the Bengals are listening, uh, but no, like I said, it's you know, we, you know, we, we don't know how to act. So you know, you always say like, act like you've been there. Well, we haven't been there for a while. So you know, we're just gonna be we're gonna be crazy until you know Saturday, and then I'm kind of you know personal excited that the games on NBC here, you know, locally here on WLEX. So we get to uh, actually get to show a Bengals game, which we don't you don't don't get to do very much. So, but anyway. So okay, so Terry, I have to ask. Uh, are you sure you're tired of this joke? I, I've been thinking about it all day. So okay, how's the weather in Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> we got eight inches of snow uh, coming in uh, this weekend, and yes. it's not so much the snow. It Kevin, it is. It gets cold here. Like oh yeah, I'm sure the the, the wind chill. I mean, I know we have it back in Kentucky, but we don't have where it's twenty to thirty mile an hour winds. Mm-hmm. And the wind chill the other day was minus twenty something. And oh, it, it it just hits you different. It's just uh, because we were not in the wind chill. This is how bad it is in Iowa. We were not in the wind chill like alert 
because mm-hmm. we were only minus 20. Oh, God. Minus 30 is when the alerts kick in. Oh, my God. So I'm like, we're not even in the alert. Like, it's – Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's different here. It's different. I got you. I, I was like, I, I'm going to probably get mad, but I, I can't help because I know you're always, you're always posting about the weather. So I was like, okay. I oh, yeah. Cause, but, you know, we're, we're saying here we might get, you know, anywhere from two to like 90 inches of snow this weekend. So, so you know, so who knows? But anyway, so I, get, I had to get that out of the way. Sorry. So okay. oh, ab- absolutely. <laughs> so we got uh... – you know, you, you write for last word on college football, and we remember talking with you about that before. So, uh, first of all, let me just ask you, I've asked a lot of people this, about this football season, what what was the thing going into it that you were certain was going to happen and you nailed it? And what happened with this football season that, whoa, well, that surprised me a whole lot? Well, um, if you go back – to before the season started, I actually picked, you know, I always do a, uh, you know, season preview, you know, pick the games. I had them going nine and three and going to the Outback Bowl and, you know, playing Wisconsin. So, you know, you know, I, I got one right, you know, we got part of it right. We were nine and three, you know, went to the, went to the Citrus Bowl again. Um, so, you know, I really thought that this was, the potential was there for a huge season and it just depended on, on how, how, you know, quickly they, um, gelled with what William Cohen wanted to do and, you know, with, with Levis, you know, and those guys, and obviously, you know, Wondell Robinson just turned out to be, you know, we all knew he was great. You know, he was not used properly at Nebraska. Um, you know, he got here and just, you know, see what he did here, you know, and the, the one and done here um, that, that was the biggest, that, that was the thing that concerned me the most was the offense. Cause you know, we all loved everybody liked Eddie grand, but you know, that offense, you know, they were winning games, but it was just not exciting. And so when they came in, you know, brought Cohen in with that that pro style offense, like, okay, well, how is this going to work? And obviously, you know, it worked. It, it worked pretty dang well. Um, the uh, the probably the thing that I don't know about a thing that's oh okay, the loss to Tennessee that would be the one. Um, you know, because th- this season mirrored 2018 in so many ways. You know, nine wins, Citrus Bowl, winning record in the SEC. And a bad loss to Tennessee, <laughs> you know, that, that, that's probably my biggest, you know, and if that's, I know the worst thing that happened this year, you know, miss losing Mississippi state, that wasn't, you know, Mike Leach, that was his Super Bowl. you know, he'll never admit it, but that was probably after the way Kentucky embarrassed them a year ago, that was, this was their Super Bowl this year and lose, you know, and think about, you know, Kentucky played Georgia as well as anybody did. Um, so you know, minus obviously that first Alabama game. So, but yeah, just the way the offense came together um, was probably the biggest positive. And then there's just that, that bad, that bad loss to Tennessee was probably the, the biggest, uh, the biggest negative that I, you know, took away from the season. So. And now the, the recruiting is unlike anything we've ever seen in our lives. This, this momentum, you know, we talked about it earlier before you came on, we're, Doing double takes when you look at the rankings, and are we? Am I reading this right? When you see these numbers by Kentucky's name, yeah, abs- absolutely. You know, when do you, you know, the days of, um, you know, I've you know do a lot of stuff as you guys mentioned, you know, with Mark Rogers, and um, you know, we we talked about that how you know the days of when 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 Stoops first got here, you know, we were fighting, you know, the mid the Mac schools for these. Um, or, you know, Sunbelt schools for these one and two, 
you know, and some of those guys, you know, think you, you go back to Josh Allen, you know, he was a two-star player coming out of, you know, coming out of, out of high school and you see what happened with him. But yeah, the thing that we get um, just, just looking at this class right now, right. You know, 12th in the nation, according to, you know, rivals, you know, fifth, fifth in the uh, fifth in the SEC, um, just, just the, just the kind of talent that is just, is they've brought in, um, you know, I, you know, I think somebody said it's, uh, 227 days until uh, opening, until the first day of. Uh, I saw that posted online somewhere today. It's like 227 days till the first uh, football game, you know, of, of 2022. So you know, I'm like, okay, that, that's let's let's bring it because I think we're, I think with the guys, I'm sure you guys have talked about this with with the guys who decided to come back. I really think you know Kentucky. I'm not saying they're going to beat Georgia this year, but you know, I think they're going to be right there. Like Georgia's here and Kentucky's. You know, I think has cemented themselves right now as the second, second best team in the SEC East. Um, you know, because Florida is obviously having problems. You know, Tennessee's up and down. I think South Carolina could be really good this year with all those transfers they brought in. But like I said, yeah, you talk, talk about the recruiting class, and then just the fact that um, you know how they bring in all these guys. You know, most of the top guys from Kentucky, are, you know, are staying here. You know, with you know with Dane Key and guys like that. I'm really excited to see. You know Grant Bingham, uh, you know big offensive lineman. I'm really excited to see you know see these guys out there, and these are guys that can probably come in from day one and and, and get some playing time. So, but I said to your point, I mean the recruiting, you know, I said is you know they always talked about the 2014 class and the 2016 class, but you know what we're seeing now is just you know is just amazing, and the the winning product on the football field helps you know bring that you know bring that together. It's like, you know, guys say, Hey, look at, look at what these guys are doing here. You know, I want to go be a part of that. So, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's very, very exciting times, you know, for guys, you know, like me of a certain age, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, yeah. un uncharted, uh, uncharted territory with, with, with UK football. And I just, I can't be, you know, just, just more excited about it than, um, you know, than I ever have right now. And I'm sure you guys are the same way. And, and the thing about that is the Kentucky football fans are some of the most diehard fans of any segment across mm -hmm. the country because yep. Commonwealth going back to Commonwealth. Cause I'm an old person. Oh, I still, always, I, still call it, I, I still call it Commonwealth. So, <laughs> right. Right. You know, there was always a good crowd mm -hmm. and it wasn't just because, you know, Peyton Manning was coming to town or whoever. There are folks for whom uh, Kentucky football is the end all be all. And for ever, there hasn't been that return on investment. You know, I think we talked about this uh, last week, Vinny. You know, old heads, older than us, will say that 77 team was the best ever, right? And that may be the case. But what we're seeing now is a year in, year out, you know, you have a two, you have these uh, 10 win seasons, you know, two within the last four years. And like you're saying, Kevin, you can look toward next year and, you could maybe see nine, 10 regular season wins again. You know, it's it's to that point where, you know, like how Alabama's like, all right, we lost this championship game. We'll be back. Now with Kentucky, it's not like you have a good season and then you got to, you know, start at the bottom and kind of build back up. That momentum just keeps going. That's what's exciting for me. Right. Right. You're, you're exactly right. I, my dad, you know, speaking of that, my dad and I, we had um, football season tickets like in the, the mid to late eighties, um, starting around 80 or 81 or something like that, all through, 
you know, I, I graduated showing my age. I graduated from high school in 1988. So um, after, you know, after I got out of high school, I you know, Lincoln County High School and went, went to college at Moorhead, you know, I wasn't able to really go to the games anymore. So, but, but for about 10 years there, we went to every, you know, my dad and I, we were there like every game. And, we, you know, and we saw some incredible, as you were saying, you know, we, you know, Herschel Walker, you know, came rolling through here, George Rogers, you know, you know, all these guys, you know, you, you're kind of like watching, you know, you want Kentucky to win, but you're kind of like, oh my gosh, that's Herschel Walker out there, you know, or me, <laughs> yeah. I was, a, you know, I was a kicker. So I was a huge Kevin Butler fan, um, you know, on our high school football team, you know, show, um, you know, the, the, the great Georgia kicker, of course, you know, went on with, with the bears, yeah. but yeah, like I said for about 10 and when there was some really bad, <laughs> there was some really bad football, but then you would have those stretches, you know, under, you know, Jerry Clayton, where they went to the back-to-back bowl games and then, um, you know, like I said, it's just, um, like I said, the 70-17, I'm, I was seven. I don't really remember that much about the team, but I, I've heard, yeah, as you said, everyone say, oh, this was the best team, you know. And you have a team with Art Still and Derek Ramsey, and, you know, it's kind of, you know. It's hard to argue I, otherwise, right? Exactly. It really is. I'm like, um, yeah, you're right. So, you know, you know, you put those guys up against, like, you know, a Benny Snell or a Josh Allen or, a, you know. You know, somebody like that or Lynn Bowden even or, you know, Wandell, you know, gender, you know, it's always fun to do that. What if, you know, could this team, you know, because we do it in the NBA all the time. You know, as you guys know, I'm a Golden State fan. I've been for a long time. Didn't become a fan in 2012 or whatever, 2013, just saying, um, you know, you used to always be could the Golden State, could they beat, um, you know, could, could they beat the Bulls? You know, could the Kobe and, you know, Shaq teams, you know, the Lakers, could they be, you know, it's always fun to talk about that, you know, and we can, you know, do like computer simulations or something on, uh, you know, I'm not up on all the video, whatever the popular, I guess you could play it on Madden or something, maybe, I don't know. So I, I grew up on Tech Mobile, so, you know. <laughs> you got me when Madden made the jump to PlayStation off of the Sega Genesis, that's when I lost my, that was too many buttons, so I, I don't do the math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm the same way. So thankfully, that's one thing my kids haven't gotten into is, is video games. I mean, you know, we do stuff occasionally, but you know, not not like you know, we haven't gone out had to get the Playstations or the Nintendo Switches or whatever you know, what, whatever the cool kids are doing these days. Because I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and yell at the clouds. <laughs> yeah, we 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 are old guys here tonight. <laughs> Speaking of like that generation, Sonny Collins leaves Kentucky with the all-time rushing record Mm -hmm. and holds it for decades, holds it until Benny Snell breaks it at the aforementioned Citrus Bowl in, in 2019. And now... Chris Rodriguez just needs 1,100 yards, and he's gonna be poised to pass Benny. So is uh, is well, not sounds a lot, but it's it's pretty close to, you know, we're gonna have a new all-time leading rusher this time next year. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, barring you know, knock on wood, anything unfortunate happening, I, I don't see any reason why he won't break the record uh, next year. I mean, I was, you know, I was. In my mind, I kind of thought he was going to come back, but you just never know because, you know, as, as we know with, with basketball, it just takes one one team to say, hey, we'll draft you here and, you know, or yeah. something. Um, 
but yeah, like I said, you know, as you said, that record stood for what, 40, 40 some years. And now here in like, you know, a span of three years, it may be broken again. But again, it goes back to that, what we were just talking about, the, the, the quality of player that's coming in here now. And, um, you know, like you think about the running backs, you know, you, you've had Benny Snell and you had Boom Williams before that. And you can just go back, you know, you know, Raphael Little, you know, those guys, you know, you know, may, may not get as much publicity, you know, but those are some, you know, Kentucky's always had some really good running backs over the years, you know, whether the teams were that good or not, but they've always had some good backs. I forgot how good Raphael Little is until you mm-hmm. like you you go and you look up, you're like, oh yeah, he was all SEC mm-hmm. and you know he got some records, and you're like, oh yeah, he was really, really good. Like right. again, Kevin, what I've always said is Kentucky's had some great players, mm-hmm. right? We've had some good coaches. It just hasn't translated those wins and losses. What has changed is across the board, we've got 22 guys starting offense, defense that could play anywhere else in the SEC. Like Chris Rodriguez could play for Georgia. You know, I don't know if there's another team in the country that Wandale Robinson couldn't play for, right? So we've got those kinds of dudes that we may not have had before where we had to find the diamonds in the roughs, but now we've got diamonds in the rough. Anyway, we've got dudes that can go out and, and can make those plays and their backups can make plays. I think right. uh, I was in school during the Howl Mummy era uh, of the air raid, and our first 11, pretty darn good. You know, of right. course, you had Couch and Yeast and, and Anthony White and those guys. But the second unit, that's where there was a drop-off, right? So, exact era. Uh, my theory is if you're playing the SEC, you're going to have a three- or four-game stretch that's just brutal. Like, you are going to get beat up. Yep. So you have to have – second and third team guys that are ready to play. And you look at the running back position, if McLean is our third string guy and we saw what he was able to do, mm-hmm. that's a pretty deep running back roster after right. Rodriguez and Smoke. So that's what I'm enjoying is we can go through those stretches and there's not that big drop off that we used to see kind of way back when. Oh yes, you're you're one hundred percent correct. Um as you said, some of those years you could put Kentucky starting 11 up against anybody. But then when you had to bring in, you know, guys for, you know, to, to for reserves, you know, that's where, um, you know, George, Georgia's second team was as good as, you know, nearly as good as their first team, you know, in yeah. Alabama. Like, and as you said, you're seeing that now with Kentucky where they can just run all these guys. You know, they, they did that a lot, you know, with the offensive line this year with, you know, on mm-hmm. the defensive line. Of course, the defensive line, they had so many injuries. You had to keep playing – you know, you just had to have, okay, who's healthy? Who can get out there? You know, <laughs> yeah. kind, of, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's, you know, I was just, we we're just talking about, it. I was just looking at our, I just, for whatever reason, R2 Spinner's name just popped into my head. It's like yeah. 2002, he ran for 1,414 yards and scored 13 touchdowns. I just, uh, I, yeah, I, that's I, a, a name you forget. Yeah. Yeah. I have like this sports reference uh, website. Uh, I, I have it, you know, bookmarked because I use it. I go there religiously, like, you know, working on stories where you can, um, you know, go through history. It's, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun little site. There's another one called Winsipedia where you, it, uh, yeah. I don't know if you're, you, you know, yeah, I've, I've you know, used two, that a few times. Yeah. Two teams. Cause I know you, you did all that, you know, with Cameron Mills, you know, you know, back in the yeah. day, I think, you know, did all that writing for him, you know, the, I can just, yeah, you know, cause I'm like, I, I will admit it. I'm like a numbers nerd, the stats, you know, whatever the phrase is you want to use. And I'll just sit there and like, Oh, in 1998, you know, 
Anthony White ran, you know, or something. And I'm just like, wow, he really, you know, did all, you know, did all that stuff. But, but you said, going back to your point, that that's the biggest thing right now is that, you know, if you have to, like I said, you know, you put Cavazier smoke in, I think Cavazier could play, you know, play just about anywhere in the SEC. And I think Juton McLean is, is the same way, you know, and I always thought, um, you know, I always thought Travis Tisdale was going to do, you know, you know, big things. And for whatever reason, it just didn't, you know, but, didn't work out, but I, I I saw I don't remember he just announced he'd transferred somewhere and he'll probably um uh, he'll probably throw up huge numbers next year. But um but it's it and it goes back to the to the recruiting thing, what we were talking about. Just the you know, just the type of the type of player that's coming in now. It's just um you know, like I said, it, it, it's it's a really, really fun time uh, for Kentucky football and let's just hope it keeps going and going and going for a while. So absolutely. The fans have earned it. And yes, Lavelle Wright, you mentioned all these other – Lavelle Wright is coming. I mean, yeah. he, the, the garbage time, the, the, the plays he got in, and, and you know, when, when he got his chance, he's got, you know, Stoops calls the juice. He got a little power. He got speed. He's got mm-hmm. a little bit of, of it all. So, you know, yeah. Smoke, Rodriguez, and, and then this kid is – this kid is coming. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, they, they really – you're absolutely right, and I'm trying to think – the name is escaping me now. I think they had a pretty good, uh, a pretty good running back. I thought in this year's class, in this year's recruiting class. But maybe I'm, no, I'm thinking of, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of the Wade, one of the Wade twins, because you know they can, you know, kind of play all over, play all over the ball, maybe. But you know, like I said, you know, Kentucky's pretty well set for for the next two or three years. I think you know with with Rodriguez, and then you know you have Smoke and McLean and you know all those guys, and so it's, you know. Not to not to belabor the point, but I'm just like you know, just why I start talking about it. I just get you know, I get excited, and as you know, the the long suffering, you know, UK fan, we have, we haven't had this, so you know, it, right. it's it, it's right. exciting. I just you know, just can't wait. So I do have a question. I'd have one more question, uh, real quick. Sorry, um, I, I you know, every year I do at the end of the season, um, like a wrap up, you know, MVPs and blah blah blah, all that stuff. I am having the hardest time um, picking a defensive MVP for this team. Um, I'm like, do you go like Pascal, Square, Corker? You know, I just cheat and give it all, give it to all of them. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I'm gonna ask Vinny and Terry and just and see if you know somebody help me. Sorry, I just not made for earphones out. You know, uh, yeah, I just I, I that yeah, all the other ones were, were pretty easy for me to come up with, and that'll that'll post like probably later this weekend or something, but I'm just like the defensive MVP. I just don't know. <laughs> There's so many guys you could pick. <laughs> Jones needs to get some votes. Yes. That, that Jones. Thank you. That's, that was the name I was forgetting. Yeah. He, uh, what he won the, he sealed the Florida game with a right. deflection. Uh, yeah. A couple of games where he, he, he made plays at the end in crunch time. Uh, it's hard. It's, I don't think there's a runaway. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, that's why it's such a struggle. Right. I mean, offensive MVP, that's, you know, we pretty mm. much, you know, you're pretty much given, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Square um, at the end. Square right, right, yeah. just from the Citrus Bowl going back out there hurt and getting interceptions. Mm-hmm. Squares. Squares in UK lore forever. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that, the way he finished that game, man, that is a, that is a tough question. You, 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 you want to go in, and I, and I, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. You want to say Pascal because you know his story, right? right? Yeah. And it's tough to separate his story and his journey from him absolutely being a baller out there on the field, right? right? But yeah. you've got other guys that have done equal things 
that may not have that story. Boy, that's a that on the defensive side, that's that's tough <laughs> because the defense they they made plays, obviously. Right. Right. The you know, my and whole thing is it was a collective effort. Right. When, when you, just giving a team award would be done with it. Yeah, because <laughs> it, you, I would say you could give it to the team because as turnover prone as Kentucky was, mm-hmm. and you look at the other teams in the country that were the same, you know, minus 13 at one point, uh, how does Kentucky get to 10 wins being right. that loose with the ball? And that just means the defense was solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what that – Right. You know, that's what that tells me. South Carolina, yeah. four turnovers, and, you know, you only give up 10 points. I know they didn't have a great offense, but they are on the field a lot that night. And yes, they, they were. Yeah, and, and, and like, you know, I was on with, uh, with some Iowa guys before before the Citrus Bowl, and that was one of the things they talked about. I was like, okay, you guys are like the worst in the nation at turnover margin. You know, and you look at the teams around, it's like Arizona and Florida International, and, and then you guys yeah. are 9-3, and three, and it's, how'd you do it? And I was like, it's a defense. It, it, what you, exactly what you guys said. I mean, you know, the <laughs> Ben, but Ben, but don't break, I guess, you know, kind of <laughs> thing, so – I don't know. I just, I just, not to put you, I didn't mean, I should have said so. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I no, like, no, I, I get it. This has just been, it's been driving me crazy for about like a day and a half now. And then when you invited me to come on, I was like, okay, I'm just going to ask them because I need, you know, people <laughs> out there listening, you know, look, hit me up on Twitter at Kevin McGuffey or something. I thought about doing a poll even, you know, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. would you pick? So anyway, but uh, now that, that, those are some great, great ideas. So I'll definitely, definitely will use, will use that. So. <laughs> And, and that's funny because the lead up to the Iowa game, that's basically Iowa's thing. Their defense was so good and their offense was abjectly terrible. It's like, well, how did you get to 10 wins? Because their defense is really, really good. That's what really I kept good. telling yeah. folks uh, before the Citrus Bowl was they're basically mirror images of each other. Mm-hmm. And it was the offenses were okay. You know, the defenses were going to be really, really good. I was like, you got to take care of the ball, and yay, verily, you know, it, it it came to pass. So, not to belabor the the Citrus Bowl win, because you know, here I am in Iowa, enjoying it a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I, I can imagine. So, <laughs> have I been yeah, wearing my Kentucky would, stuff every be, day? I would be too if I was there. So, you know, then you, yeah, you're, absolutely. You're, you're a, the dance, the dance out in the cold. That was. <laughs> I saw that come across well, my feed. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> well, somebody pointed out that my I, when I did the catch cheer, my A wasn't a very good A, and I'm like, "It's minus four degrees." Yeah, I don't know what the wind chill was. I was like, "That's as good as it's going to get out in the snow." Right now, now is Katie? Is she a sports fan? I mean, I know she's like Cubs, I think, right? But does she like yes. follow football yes. or? Yes, we had to watch the game in different rooms. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, not diehard. Like, we didn't get to a fist fight, but it was uh, – <laughs> I would cheer, she would – and she would – you know. But the thing is, she knows her stuff. Yeah, she pointed yeah. out when uh, Iowa got that – went three went three and out when the Kentucky defense held them. She's like – you know, that that drive, it was three and out, only took 30 seconds off the clock. She's like, that's yeah. the ball game. I'm like, our offense has been terrible. She's like, see, and then, you know, yay, verily it came to pass. So she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah, and I said I said the same thing about Kentucky um, with about six minutes to go where they, you know, couldn't get anything 
had all those three and outs. And then, you know, I was like, well, this might be, you know, this might be the ball game. And then I went back later, you know, with one of those, well, this tweet didn't age well. <laughs> you know, <thank> right. you. <laughs> you know, kind of Absolutely. Thing. But, but, but uh, yeah, for, for, for my money, it was a good game because both teams wanted to be there. Right. There was mutual respect on both sides. Uh, when I'm wearing my Kentucky stuff out, most people, they're proud of Stoops. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you got a good coach for my – like, yeah, we love Stoops there, you know. So uh, if we can have more bowl games like that, I'll be happy. Uh, yeah, but I'll also and, be happy with a playoff appearance too. So, Yeah, well, and, and the um, one of the points that I made with, like, my recap of the game, I was like the ESPN – like the ESPN family network's got to love Kentucky. Because you think about, you know, the, the six-game, you know, bowl streak, you know, five of them have gone down pretty much to the last minute, you know, mm-hmm. in some, you know, in some form or fashion. Because, you know, you go back to that first Citrus Bowl, Kentucky built that big lead, and then Penn State came back, and then we had, I think it was, was a Mike Edwards that picked off a pass, I think, at the end, or an incompletion or something, you know. But every one of those yeah. games have gone down to the, you know, and you saw the, um, you know, saw the ratings for the bowl games. It was one of the highest, you know, highest non-major you know, major bowl games. And, and like I said, you know, you, you go back, you know, last year, you know, the, the, the Gator bowl, you know, it was, it, let's face it, that wasn't the greatest played football game in the, no, the no, Gator no. Bowl last year, but you know, it was close. And then, and then of course, you know, the, 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 the belt bowl, you know, with Lynn Bowden and that incredible drive. And then you go back to the first interest bowl and then, then the Benny Snell game that we, I, I refuse to, I'm still mad about to this day. Yeah. <laughs> The the oh, ejection you know, for yeah, yeah that was and then, the, and then you watch the um the, the music city bowl this year and then you know the obvious you know the dude from Tennessee scored I'm sorry on that last play and yeah. it was like oh yeah look there's the pack I think it's always a pack twelve refs it's like oh look there's the pack twelve refs again you know but um <laughs> yeah it's you know I can't root it's hard to root obviously for Tennessee but one of one of yes. my bosses at last word is a uh, is a Tennessee fan and he's actually a good guy you know. Um, he, he only gave me a little bit of crap after, um, after they beat us this year. But, um, but like I said, you know, you think about these last five, last five bowl games, they've all gone almost right down to the, uh, you know, right down to the wire. So like I said, the ESPN people got to love us. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. You know, folks, you know, have this persecution complex. ESPN doesn't like Kentucky. Like, mm-hmm. The talking heads may not. But the dudes that sell advertising absolutely oh, yeah. love Kentucky, whether it's right. football or basketball. That's why we were on ESPN last night, and the defending champion Baylor hosting Texas Tech was on ESPN. The right. deuce. Yeah. yeah, the, the people that the, the people that control that oh, aspect yeah. love Kentucky. So, yeah, I'm right there with you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100 100% correct on that one for sure. <laughs> and Tennessee. Yes, they that was a bad call. He he did cross the plane. But they were up 21 to 7 in the first quarter and they gave that lead up by halftime. They were trailing before the first half was even over. So it, it's they shouldn't even been in that position to be yes. uh job by the refs because they they had chances to put Purdue away way before then. So and they they just didn't do it. Um, right. I got to go back to NFL real quick. And just sure. with you being a Bengals fan and them kind of they they've been pushed around a lot for a lot of years in that division. So you personally, which which team in a division do you dislike, hate the Pittsburgh. most? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was zero hesitation on that, right? Right to right to Pittsburgh. 
Um, cause I mean, yeah, I, I just, you know, just don't like Pittsburgh. I, I apologize to everybody, everybody out there who's, you know, what that watches every week and listens to you guys, you know, yeah. Okay. But now, I mean, Baltimore, I like Lamar Jackson. I mean, you know, as far as, you know, ex Louisville players go, you know, guys go, I don't think there's, you know, too many, you know, too many better than him. Um, you know, I hate the fact that he got hurt at the end of this season, but no, to answer your question, it, it, it's Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> What about, you, what about you, TV? Because this division now is back in the old division. It was the Niners, Falcons, Saints, and Rams, and, and y'all won it every year. But now you got Seattle and the Rams and the Cardinals. Is there a team that you all 49ers fans kind of dislike the most? It, 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 it's Seattle. It's Seattle's that new money. Like, I remember when they were just terrible, and, you know, they got that one Super Bowl – and they've been chesty about it. I'm like, <laughs> five is greater than one, right? But the, the like you said, this new NFC West uh, over the last ten years, everybody's been to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. so That's it's great. become it's become really really tough. You know, even the Rams made it with golf at quarterback, and 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 so. <laughs> 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 but with all those teams, you know, it, it, you know, there was that one year where I think Seattle won it with seven going seven and nine. And mm-hmm. since then they've been sending teams to the Super Bowl. So, you know, um, the, the Niners will go this year. So hopefully we see the Bengals there. Yeah. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can handle any of the Bengals, um, you know, Bengals uh, 49ers Super Bowl, but uh, <laughs> but not to bring up anything bad. Sorry, Vinny, but it, did I see somewhere this is like the 40th anniversary of the catch or something? Oh, Monday know? Monday was the 40th anniversary of the catch. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have brought it up. I'm sorry. But, no, you know, I, um, but anyway, I, I've always kind of liked, you know, NFC, NFC teams. I will, you know, if, if you have to pick a team from the NFC, I, I, I like Green Bay. My, my dad was a Green Bay fan growing up so i kind of you know and i was a huge brett Favre fan back you know back then so i kind of gravitate but i you know i like cowboys cowboys are all right i you know i wouldn't be mad if they you know if they won a couple games sorry terry i wouldn't be mad if they won a couple games this year (laughs) (laughs) i know yeah all you gotta do is to say all you gotta do is say super bowl 23 and 2016 or whatever and i'm shut me down quick so (laughs) (laughs) i I tell you what though if if jerry rice's son signs with uh, kentucky Mm -hmm. that's a road trip for me especially if he's had if 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 jerry is hanging around the sidelines i will break media protocol and i might get put out of kroger field that is Jerry, I will I will be that guy, and y'all can yeah, see me I on mean, the news. Like we know that, <laughs> we know that guy. Yeah, but, um, yeah, you think about it. You know, you know, Ray. You have you know Ray Lewis and Jerry Rice. You know, hanging out on the, you know, on, on the sidelines. You know, me. I I'm an old school pro wrestling fan. You know, when when uh, Sting. You know, when his son was yeah. on the, was on. You know, was 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 a tight end here. Um, and I was just like. Just one time, I want to go, you know, go down on the, you know, what you just say, go down on the field and like, you know, shake his hand, you know, get a picture yeah. or something, and then I would be that guy getting escorted out of the program. <laughs> but, um, but it, but it would have been worth it because, you know, I was, you know, like, you, you know, they would show him on the sidelines. I'm like, it's staying, you know. Oh yeah, from, you know, yeah, I would, who, I would you know, be that guy. And I, <laughs> honestly, if I saw Jerry Rice, I would do the same thing. I'm like, you're, you're Jerry Rice, you know. <laughs> He 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 liked he liked one of my tweets uh, 
over the new year. Oh, and okay. I have to say that that was the second best thing to happen to me on Twitter. Obviously, the, obviously the first. Obviously, yeah, right the first, of course. But, yeah. uh, but, <laughs> obviously, the first. But you know, I got that notification. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Wait, wait, yeah. it's not, it wasn't like just you know because you have to look. It's like it's not Jerry Rice with like twenty numbers after it. Oh know, yeah, no, no. It, it was actually I did some I did some research. I was like, oh yeah, it is him. Yes, awesome. That, okay, that's great. awesome. So I yeah. no, not not never, I don't think I've ever had anybody quite that uh, that that exciting. I think Stevie Stevie Johnson liked something. Um, I did once uh, when I did a, uh, I think I, for a while there, I was doing like um, best Kentucky wins of um, previous like decades. And, yeah. you know, my number, I think, you know, for the two thousands, I think the LSU game was number one, but then I had the, um, the, the, the Louisville game is number two. And I guess, you know, I didn't tag him or anything, but I guess, you know, I, I might tag like UK football or something. And, you know, when he liked it and said, yep, that was a good one or something like that. And I was yeah. like, Wait what? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. That's but anyway, so like I said, I, I'm excited for the playoffs. Um, you know, whatever. Just the fact that the Bengals made it, and we'll see what happens. I, I think, I, I think literally about anybody could win it this year. So um, yeah, it's wide open you know. on both on, on both sides. Uh, Vinny and I talked about the 49ers and Cowboys in great detail, and I don't think either one of us was crowing too much because I, I honestly I don't know. You know, I don't yeah. know if I'm gonna get good Grappolo or bad Grappolo. Like, I don't, I don't right. know how this is gonna go. And right. you know, with the Cowboys, you know, they don't know what the playoffs are all about, so they got to bring in the Roger Stallbacks to kind of explain to them how the playoffs work. And if you move on, there's a thing called the Super Bowl at the end of the playoffs. Like, they, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, they, they need was, to dig those know, guys up. That, oh, well, see, yeah. that was as a as a Bengals fan. That's what we always had um, with Andy Dalton. You know, were you going to get the, uh, you know, the the what was the oh gosh, what was the running joke? Were you going to get the Sunday one p.m. Andy Dalton or the, uh, you know, the the Sunday night football Andy Dalton? Because you know the Sunday one p.m. Andy Dalton was great, but the you know the Sunday night you know or Monday night football game Andy Dalton would throw like three te- three interceptions and like you know fumble twice or something. So, so, but, can uh, can the Bengals be in the playoffs if they're not playing the Houston Texans on that yeah. Saturday night wild card game? Yeah, that Saturday night wild card seemed, game. We uh, seemed like they did that for like three or four straight years. Yeah, it was know. like um, I remember that. If somebody made the point that. Uh, it was like Kentucky and Utah in the NCAA tournament, you know, yeah. every year, every, you know, like every year in the nineties, it was always Kentucky and Utah would always get matched up somewhere. And of course they always try to match up Kentucky and Duke and one, one or the other would lose. But uh, I did get to meet Rick Majerus once and he was like one of the coolest dudes uh, ever. Um, years ago, we used to, you know, at LEX, we used to take like a production crew on these road trips and stuff. And so we were, where were we? Is it Cle- I think it was Cleveland maybe. Um, and we played Kentucky played Sarah. I can't remember who they played in the first game, but then if they had won, they would have played Utah or something. I think they lost to Syracuse. But anyway, we got to hang out with Rick Majerus for a while and, and do an interview with him. He was like the nicest, like Sarah's was like the nicest guy ever. Um, that was always one of the cool things, you know, I got to meet him, but I did, you know, didn't have cameras, you know, you know, phones with the cameras and stuff, you know, again, showing my age. Yeah. Um, 
but he he was a, such a, a super cool dude. But you're right. Uh, you think about. I mean, it was like three out of four years or something, or two out of three years. It was always Bengals and the Texans. Yeah, was, like somebody would win, and you know they would rotate who they were playing where. But it was always mm-hmm. like that weird Saturday night game where you right. forget the NFL playoffs are on. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah, you know that did kick right. off this weekend on a Saturday. So yeah. uh, absolutely. So, Hoping, hoping the Bengals take care of the Raiders, which has been a pretty good story for the Raiders to to mm-hmm. get back to the playoffs with uh, uh, Chucky stepping away and with the rug situation. So yeah. shout out to the Raiders yeah. for somehow you know getting to the playoffs. That was a pretty yeah. crazy situation. Rich Biasi yeah, uh, held the fort down and kept. I think Harry says last night he kept it all together because they yeah, could have. Yeah, he did, and that that game Sunday night was just was just ridiculous. Anyway, and um, one one of my best friends at, at work is a is a Raiders fan, and he's just he was just like, oh my god, it's like like you know <laughs> all those emotions. Like, okay, they're up twenty nine to fourteen. He's like, well, they're gonna blow it, you know. It's like they're gonna blow it, and then Sandy was like, yep, they blew it, you know. And then and then you know to win it in overtime like that. So it's um yeah, like I said, it, it, it's a it's a really it's a good story every, all the way around. So I'm. Like I said, I, I'm excited, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I I can't get too, you know, try not to get too excited about it. But um, but you know, we know Burrow. You know, Burrow's been there. You know, he's been there. Um, those championship games, um, that championship game. So you know, mm-hmm. he he has at least you know been in the spotlight. So hopefully that will hopefully that will help, and um, he'll he'll stay healthy, and we'll 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 see what happens. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool customer, and you um. Of course, we mentioned you write at lastwordonfootball.com, and you you kind of already teased the piece that you're working on with the, the MVPs piece, so we can definitely keep our eye for that. Yeah, you yeah. Yes, you just wrote a piece about the, the four guys returning and then the guys coming back. So yeah. everybody go and, and check that out as well. We already retweeted from the – Yeah, I, I saw that. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah, you always put out a bunch of good stuff, Kev. So appreciate you taking time to hop on here. Absolutely. Oh, yes. thank, thank you guys for thanks you guys for having me. I, I really, really appreciate it. And uh, it's always, it, you know, it, it's always a lot of fun. We didn't even talk about the NBA, but that, that's okay. Maybe another time because you know we yeah. got, the, got, got Lakers, it. Gold, you know, Lakers, Golden State, you know, and, and the Rockets. So and I, I'll just you know. be quiet and let y'all talk next time we have you on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Kevin. Again, Vinny is a Rockets fan, so he right. doesn't know that if you win your conference, you go to a thing that's called the NBA finals and when you go to the nba finals and you win you're considered a champion so as a golden state fan and as a laker fan we'll have to educate him a little bit about that so i would love to have you back on to do that yeah i understand i'm gonna tell tell myself now i'm not taking any responsibility for the, the the rocket struggles but um, I do have like a collection, I think, of UK related jerseys. And you know, when John Wall went down there, I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to break down. So I think I had my wife, you know, got me like a John Wall, you know, Rockets thing. And you know, I'm not saying that's when they went to went to crap was after I did that. But, um, <laughs> but <laughs> no, it was that's that's I can't even blame you. That was you know, Harden <laughs> deciding he was leaving and right. No, the whole everything yeah, broke no, no. up. Poor old Stephen no. Silas. Stephen Silas took that job, and he didn't. It ain't. It wasn't nothing like what he thought it'd be once he took right. the job. I they'll, they'll be back though. I mean, you know, it, it, everything's kind of kind of goes in cycles, you know. Except, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, there's there's a couple teams, maybe not, but um, you know, poor Sacramento. I wish I love De'Aaron Fox. He's one of my favorite cats, but I, I wish he would get. I wish they'd trade him out of out of Sacramento somewhere where he could play on a contender. I would just love to see what he could do. You know, you know, like within Milwaukee or um, you know, even I say at the Lakers. You know, you know, I like you know Malik Monk has just you know been has been yeah, really good. With, with with the Lakers this year, and uh, and I, I you know at the end of the day, you know the Lakers the Lakers are going to be there. I you know, you know LeBron's not going to get this team. You know they may make a few more roster changes. I don't know, but LeBron's not going is going to get them there, and uh, you know they're going to be right there at the end too. So and then you know Phoenix, and then you know look at uh, you know Memphis. You know John ja Morant. I mean good good grief. I was watching yeah. I was watching some of that game last night. You know with with, with Golden State, and I was like. Dang! <laughs> like I knew he was good. Yeah, he was good when he was at Murray, but it's just like he's just gone to a whole like another level this year. Or so that block but, on Avery Bradley when they were playing the Lakers. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. That was. That I just was want to incredible. get that high once. I just want to get yeah. up that high once, just to see what it's like. <laughs> and yeah. then he, he was kind of cruising up the court. Then he got on his horse when mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, I can make a play." So he and then exploded up. Yeah, right. and then got to yeah, you know move your head so it doesn't hit the rim. That's ridiculously right. high. Yeah, yeah, maybe on an eight foot goal I could do that. But not <laughs> the, you know, my 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 five inch vertical or whatever that I have now in my in my old age. But, <laughs> but, uh, but no, seriously, class. guys, thank thank you so much for having yeah. for for having me come on. And again, you know, congratulations on all the you know the the success you guys have had with this. It's you know I I try to. I, I don't just say I, I try to watch, you know, or listen, you know, as many of the shows as I can. You know, I always talk about, you know, the last time I was on, we always talk about Sinbad. That was still that one. Just um, I was like, what? You know, <laughs> but, yeah, because um, you know, he, he was he came. He was a comedy. Off, I probably told the story last time I was on. Uh, he was at comedy off Broadway and he, and the back then, you know, we were just before we won't get into COVID and all this stuff, you know, people could come to the station and, and do stuff. And he was, Oh my gosh, he was one of the coolest, greatest, you know, guys ever. He was like sitting back behind like the cameras, like just make, trying to make the anchors mess up and like doing all, <laughs> doing all this stuff, you know, he just, just making faces and like throwing like paper wads and just doing, I just, it was just the funniest, you know, he was, but anyway, I always always go back to that one. I, I can't help it. It's just, but no, but seriously, like I said, thank you guys. Like I said, again, congrats all the, you know, the, the show and everything. It's, it's you know, you guys obviously have, have a lot of fun doing it. And it's, it's, it's always fun, you know, checking it out when, you know, whenever I get, you know, I try to, so. Well, we appreciate that, Kevin, but have a good night. Uh, I'll be rooting for your Bengals. Uh, they playing Sunday? It's uh, Saturday, Saturday at four thirty. So, so they are back on Saturday. It's just not against yeah, it, the Texans. Yeah, exactly. It's that it's that random Saturday <laughs> Saturday game that nobody nobody knows about. But yeah, it's that, that, that's, like, the Bengals. It, is, this a, a, is this a replay? Yeah, yeah is this a replay? Yeah. So, but, but as I said, from a from a, a WLEX standpoint, you know, it's great because we never, you know, the Bengals are never on Sunday night football, so you never get to. You know, you can throw a little extra ad money out there, I think. So it's what it sounds like they're doing this week. Say, like, hey, we got the Bengals on. You know, we can charge a little more for these, uh, yeah. you know, for these commercials and stuff. But, yeah, it is. It's that Saturday random 430 uh, time slot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Okay. Well, have a good night, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you very much for having me again. Like I said, you guys uh, you guys take care, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it.
Kevin McGuffey, WLEX on here, dropping knowledge, NBA, NFL, college football. We definitely appreciate him. Appreciate you. Appreciate everybody listening. Wishing you stay warm and oh, yeah. safe yeah. and all the, the, the windshield alerts and all that. And uh, we'll be back to do this again. We'll be I'll, talking about. I'll see you Sunday. Oh, yeah, man. It's. it's it's on. We we kept it civil, but we'll be. I mean, we'll we'll be tweeting trash talk or something. Something gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm I'm tell you right now. If the 49ers win, I'm gonna dig a star in my backyard in the snow, and I'm gonna do like Terrell Owens, <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe uh, I will have my family help me recreate the <laughs> the catch. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> Go in the backyard. I'd rather, so, see, that. I'd rather see that than the. I'm just, I'm just letting you know, but we'll, we'll see. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. That's it. Recapping Cowboys, Niners, Kentucky, Tennessee, and whatever else happens between now and then next week. And as always, check out play action pools and lots of rain watches. And have a good night and stay warm. TV. It's been another episode of Cast on Wednesday. Thanks to you. Thanks to Kevin McGuffey. And we'll be back next week to do it all again. Yes, sir. Everybody have a good week. Absolutely.